Journey to Organization, episode 135, How to Deal with Collectors. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman, advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to the Journey to Organization podcast. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Begone Personal Organization, and today I want to talk about how to deal with collectors. Regardless of whether you are the collector or someone else in your house is a collector, collectors can sometimes be an issue. Now, I think it's really important to say that collectors are not exactly the same thing as hoarders. They may be on the road to hoarding, but they definitely are not hoarding. So let's take a step back for one minute and define the difference between a collector and a hoarder. A collector is usually very discriminatory about what exactly they're bringing into their collection. And they don't just bring things into their collections willy-nilly. They, you know, they really try to buy the best pieces or they're looking for a set of something and they want to complete the set. Collectors often collect more than one thing, but it's usually not like trash. Um, People who are hoarders, like true, true hoarders who are, you know, uh, have a psych, have been diagnosed with having a psychological problem, true hoarders, they fall into the category of being a collector of all, although on a very extreme scale. So for example, a hoarder will not discriminate between, you know, trash and treasure, like literal trash will be in a hoarder's home because they can't figure out how to part with it or the container might be useful or they just don't take out the trash. Um, There's definitely different levels of hoarding. I've talked about this on the show before, uh, but I think that it's just important to understand that hoarding is a diagnosed psychological problem. Collectors, on the other hand, fall much shorter than hoarders on the on the spectrum. Although when people start to collect multiple collections, then it can become an issue and it can slowly push them on the road to uh, being hoarders. The thing about collectors is that when they are selective about what they're adding to their collections, that's usually okay. Now, I'm not saying that with collectors, things never get out of control. <laughs> I don't I don't believe that's true. Some people collect, uh, well, first of all, some people collect things that are, in my opinion, not worth collecting. Uh, <laughs> other people collect things that some people might call strange to collect. Uh, there's all sorts of collections and there's all sorts of people who collect all sorts of things. Some, you know, very wealthy people collect very high-end watches. Other people collect action figures. Still, some people collect, you know, certain kinds of decorations there's all sorts of things that people collect. And I don't really think that one necessarily is more strange to the other in the- than another in theory. But in practice, it can sometimes, I don't know, some things I, I just, I don't understand. But I'm okay with saying I don't understand. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying that sometimes I can't understand why people collect certain things. And the thing is, is sometimes people don't understand themselves why they collect certain things. And, you know, in a way that's okay too. But my worry is when these collections become 
something that people can't manage anymore and where people aren't being selective about about their collections. So the thing about collections is that for people who are collecting one specific thing, Usually what I've found is that depending on the object itself, like if it's a very large object, sometimes it can get out of control. But for for people who are collecting one thing, especially if it's a small item like shot glasses or magnets or something like that, I find that usually those kind of collections don't really get out of control. They can be called, you can you can decide like you're only going to keep the best ones and that's fine. But for the most part, I find like that's not like such a big worry to me. To me, if someone's collecting something small like that, I feel like they can go ahead and declutter the rest of their house and really get their clutter issue under control and not have to worry about the collection. If something is large. (laughs) Okay, so if people collect stuffed animals, especially larger stuffed animals, it can be difficult to manage those kind of collections because they take up a lot of physical space, especially if someone has like a collection of, let's say, um, stuffed animals plus action figures and Barbie dolls. Like those can start to really take up a lot of space and take up a lot of room. And especially for things that people are leaving in the box as like collector's items, they really take up a lot of space. People are very particular about how they're stored. Then it starts to become a problem sometimes for for people. Uh, The other group of people who collections can be difficult for or can get out of control are children. Children uh, aren't usually collecting things that are valuable. They collect things usually that they find outside, bottle caps, rocks, glass. I don't know. Kids collect sometimes really strange things. The thing about collections is that I found is that collections don't really have to have a lot of value to be meaningful to the collector. A lot of what collecting comes down to is the feeling of control, that they're able to control, like that they have this item in their possession. But a lot of it has to do with the search, the idea of finding a treasure. And people just love to find treasure, especially when it's something that they've been looking for for a long time. So let's say that, you know, someone collects a magnet from every state or country or city that they've been to. It's the hunt for that perfect magnet to remember that they were in that state or city or country or whatever that gives value to the collection. It attaches a memory to the item which says either to themselves or someone else, hey, I've been there and I've done things. The collector who collects expensive watches His collection says, you know, look how much money I have. But also, you know, I want, I want to, I like the hunt for these rare, you know, expensive fancy watches or, or I just like knowing that I have something that no one else has or there's a lot of different psychological things that are going in in the background behind collecting. And the thing is, is that I think we can sometimes 
do ourselves a disservice when we're not honest about why we're collecting something and what the value to us is about the collection. So let's go back to children for a second. For children, I encourage children to save only their very best pieces, find a way to display them. And I find that, uh, again, the reason why children are really collecting things is because it gives them some aspect of control over their lives. So if your kids are collecting like rocks and bottle caps that they find in the in the street and, you know, the collection is starting to get a little bit out of control, I say give value to what your kids have collected because it will validate them and their sense and their need for having control. Oftentimes, children just don't feel valued. And that's why they pick up these things that seem valuable to them because it just makes them feel like they're in charge of something and that they can be the curator of all the objects in their lives. And it gives them like a job, something that feels important to them. Whether the child feels valued or not, you can actually help value your child and validate the collection, saying something like, you know, your collection is so beautiful, but you have so many pieces that we can't see all the special ones. So what if you pick out 10 or 12 really special ones and we get a fancy box and we hang it on the wall and then you can look at these special, you know, whatever they are all the time and then we can let go of the rest. And I think if you can um, phrase it for kids so that they <laughs> they have like a better frame and understanding that like they can have a little but not have too much because kids have no um, sensor really on how much is too much and and when things are going overboard. So that's our job as parents is to help, you know, rein them in and be like, whoa, this collection is is out of control. Let's get it under control. Let's pick the best pieces. I think when you show your kids that you value their collection and you value them, it's going to make it easier for them to agree to downsize their collection. But I think the most important thing you can remember when you're discussing this with your kids, or the honest thing is, is with any collector, you think that some most of the time what they have is garbage. But to them, it's a treasure. So you have to find a way to show that you believe that what they have is important. Once you can relate to them on that level and be like, yeah, I totally get that, you know, this is really important to you. And I think that it's really important to have a beautiful collection, but it's like in a museum. Only there's a limit to how many number, how many paintings can go on the wall. So we have to figure out what that number is. And those are the things we can display and everything else we'll, we'll give to someone else or, you know, we'll throw away and, and then we can, you know, really have the best collection. And that works, especially if something is like trash, kind of like bottle caps or rocks or something like that. But it also works for a kid who has 75 teddy bears or stuffed animals, because when you can say like, okay, let's pick the best 15, then it says to them like, okay, I have to prioritize and, and you're giving them a skill they need to learn. I have to prioritize because I don't have enough room in my house and this is taking over my house and I don't want it to take over my house. And, and somebody who 
you know, when I give these away, somebody else is going to love them, which makes them feel good. Then if you can explain that to your kid, it's going to make it easier for them to let go of these things that are so very important to them. With kids who have several collections, again, encourage them to keep only the best parts of the collection or pare down the collections in general. Now, I have just found, and this is true with respect to most things with children, if you treat your child with respect and show them that you understand, you will get more success. (laughs) You will... It will allow them to move on more easily um, when you treat them with respect and explain to them, like, I understand exactly how you're feeling and if you can relate to them in that level. Um, And really, when you can do that, it's much easier to, to get them to move on from things. With adults, it's a little more difficult. (laughs) When you can encourage a adults to use what they collect as decor, it makes it a little bit easier to manage collection. So for example, if they collect teapots or or teacups and saucers, encourage them to display and use these items. Uh, That will help bring the collection to the forefront. It will also, you know, make you prioritize which pieces are the most important. Um, You can also, when you're displaying them, if you group them in large groups in, in fewer areas in the house, it actually makes it feel less random, less cluttered, and it looks like more of a display. So instead of putting one or two teapots, let's say, in each room in the house, if you can have like a collection of like six or seven all in one area all laid out really pretty really nicely either laid out in a row or at different heights on different shelves it makes it look really not random (laughs) and it makes it look it makes it look like it's thoughtful and curated which is I think the point to why people actually collect things to show to show you know not only something that's a beautiful object but also that they have this skill uh, if you if you have something smaller, like stamps or coins, then those kind of things need to be organized into books or boxes. They need it to be sorted and labeled, and they need to be in a place that doesn't have a lot of moisture because obviously, especially with something like stamps, they can go bad. You just really want to help a fellow adult uh, contain their collections so that they don't get out of control. Now, I find that if they have several collections like spreading all over the house, it's really a good idea to encourage people to sell off parts of a collection that are either less valuable or less important to them because, you know, you are going to have to find a common ground with the with the collector but you know you live there too <laughs> so so if the collection is getting out of control or your spouse says to you this is like taking over and I can't stand it uh, then you know you're gonna need to find some way to compromise if you can't compromise please go and see a specialist because you may be on the road to hoarding when you are not able to let go of certain things. So definitely, you know, keep an eye on that for yourself if you're the collector when you can't let go of things. Like definitely that starts to become an issue. If 
a person is a collector of multiple items, you can encourage them to sell off a whole lot of things or one collection in particular that is less important to them so that they can focus on just one collection. That's a good way to downsize in a house is just focus on one collection. Um, many times you can reason with collectors and say something like, you know, we live in a really small space. <laughs> we have to prioritize what we have. Uh, and when they can really see the situation that they're in, it makes it easier for them to reduce their collection. I think that overall, again, you just when you're dealing with a collector, your partner or yourself or your child, you just need to watch and make careful that they're not heading down the road to hoarding. And if you see that they are, then you need to get them help ASAP because honestly, you know, it's a terrible thing to turn into a hoarder. And the earlier, in my opinion, the earlier you sort of deal with that problem, the easier it's going to be to dig yourself out of the problem because you won't actually have to physically dig yourself out of the problem later on. Because people who actually start hoarding, um, the best example is, you know, the Corlier brothers who lived in Harlem in the 1940s. Uh, they were collectors, if you will. One brother was uh, ill, uh, blind, I believe. And the other brother used to go and like salvage for him and he took care of him. And he would go out at night and like just bring things home that he found on the street and he would just collect them. And then one day the brother who cared for the other brother got crushed under the stuff and he died. And uh, the other brother basically starved to death because he had no one to take care of him anymore. So we don't want a situation like that. That's like extreme hoarding. Um, we don't want a situation like that. But what we also want to try to avoid is just even getting to the space where like there are stacks of newspapers that are like as tall as you and there's garbage everywhere. We, we want to avoid that too. So if you feel like you're heading down that road or someone in your house is heading down that road, um, getting a pro, either a personal organizer to start uh, that's probably a good place to start is with an organizer, but also definitely seeing a psychiatrist to evaluate if you have a hoarding problem um, and get yourself on some medications if that's an issue for you. Uh, I, I am a big believer in getting help when you need help. The earlier you get help, the better the the better the results are going to be. And so definitely, if you're having an issue, I, I suggest reaching out to, for help. It's really, really very important to make sure that you take care of yourself in that way or your partner or your child. If you are having trouble with your collecting or with just disorganization and um, stuff in general and you need some help, reach out to me. Head to valagambigon.com and you can book a session for the Done in a Day Declutter and we will work together over a four-hour time period to make sure that one space in your home is decluttered and we will get it done in one day. And this is a really great program. Everybody who's been doing it really has been having a lot of success. So head to balagonbegone.com and let's start working together. For now, I am wishing everybody a great week and happy organizing. 
Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.